we are discussing um, what it means to be a Christian. And we discuss the importance of motives. So um, let's go back to our scripture. So I want us to actually go back to um, 1 Corinthians. Thirteen, and we're gonna. Um, this is gonna be a challenge, but we're gonna aim for it, okay? And I'm probably gonna go a little fast. So if you guys do have questions, you can always please feel free to um, text us afterwards, or we can discuss it on the weekend. So you know, we're always open to um, you know help to understand or help to clarify or just to discuss. Amen? So p- please feel free to do so. Let's just begin with prayer this um, this evening. Lord, we just thank you and we give you praise for your word, Lord God. I thank you for the privilege of being able to share, O oh Lord. Glorify yourself through this session, Lord God. Bless our hearts, Lord God. Inspire us, refresh us, Lord God. Give us, Lord God, the strength. Give us revelation, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let's go from 1 Corinthians 13, and we're going to read from verses 4 through 13, okay? 1 Corinthians 13, and we're going to read from 4 to 13. Now, as always, I like interactiveness, so please uh, mute your microphones. I want to hear the shares. I want to hear um, your thoughts, okay? So starting at verse 4. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall, I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And just to clarify, um, the reason that we're going through this and you're wondering what does that have, maybe not make the connection with what does it mean to be a Christian is because Christians, we center on being like Christ. And if we center on being like Christ, then how does that look like? And what that looks like is love. And we can't understand what it means to be a Christian if we don't know love or understand love, what real love looks like. And I believe when we focus on that, we allow God to transform us. That's where transformation takes place. That's when the impact takes place. 
That's when your life changes, other people's life changes. This is what it means to be a Christian. And love is, like I said last last um, session, it is not a romantic thing. Okay, um, this love that we are talking about is specific. We are talking about agape love. And um, in we don't talk about it too much because we're Americans. And sometimes the word love gets thrown around. But there are actually four different types of love. In the English language, we use love interchangeably between all types of love. Um, but we need to distinguish the love that we're talking about today. And so just as a quick overview, um, I, I believe most of you have heard about have heard the four types of love, filio, serge, and eros. Filio being brotherly love, serge love being family love, in other words, love between parents and children. Filio is brotherly love, meaning between friends, a partnership, and it's a deep, it's like a deep friendship, okay? And eros, of course, is erotic love or sexual love. And as most of you know, that one is very, the one that's mostly portrayed in like movies and dramas and so forth. Um, but that's not the love we're talking about today. Okay. I have a question for everybody and I want you guys to let me know what your thoughts are, okay? After everything that I said, can we learn to love with agape love? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. I think with the, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I mean, anything we are asked to do in the Bible, it means there is, um, there, is, there is grace for us to fulfill whatever we are asked to do. So if we've been asked to love, then it means we do have the ability to, to you know, to love. So, yeah, I believe we can learn. Or we can... Yeah, we can learn, or we can um, get the Holy Spirit to help us to get there. Mm-hmm. Amen. I liked what you said, Minister Lily. I think um, the Holy Spirit, and um, you said that um, if it's in the Bible, if it's in Scripture, then we have the grace for it. And I think that's going to be very, very important. And there's a reason why I'm asking you that, because I, um, I want us to understand that even though what we may go through is hard, we have the grace for it, and it is possible. So yes, I'm gonna share some scriptures with you guys. First um, John four seven to eight. First John four seven to eight. You can write it down because I'm on time constraint. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And the word love there being used is agape. Okay. Um, any one of us can go, if you guys want to check it out, study it for yourself. You can go back and ask for the Greek, the Greek translation, the original Greek, and it will tell you that it uses the word agape there. Okay. The other verse is uh, 1 John, 1 John 4, 19. Uh, 1 John talks a lot about God's love. So, if you want to learn or just do your own meditation, your own study, you can read those scriptures. Um, we love him because 
he first loved us. And the biggest example we have、um, is God. God taught us how to love. The reason that we're able to love is because God loved us first. And that's something that we should keep in mind、um, as we go through the scriptures today. Amen. Okay. So let's get into this.、Um, like I said, God has taught us to love. So let's first look at some of the things listed here because it's a lot, right? It's a lot that's listed. I'm starting at verse four.、Um, if you guys are into it, how many do you count here? Oh, what do you think we're reading? Let's go. Let's do like just verses、uh, four to seven. What will we say is the list here? What are we looking at in verses four through seven? Sorry, I said, in verses four through seven, what 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 is that? What are we reading in verses four through seven? Oh, okay. I guess the definition of love or the characteristics. Yes. So we're looking at character. I call them attributes, characteristics. I'm calling them attributes of love. Right? How does it look like? What you know? What is this love that we're talking about? So the love that we're talking about is going to have these things, and it,、um, I'm actually going to、um, just to help us because it's a long, long list、um, for us to go through. I think we could actually spend the whole hour going through the, the list in and of itself. So they're actually in groups. Okay, this list. It's about fifteen characteristics or fifteen attributes of love, and we're gonna group them. Okay, so the action of love. The action of love is the first two that are listed, right? The action of love is gonna be long suffering and kind. Long suffering and kind. Um. So, just because I want it to be more interactive, what do you guys think of? Let's take long suffering. What does it mean to be long suffering? Maybe it means to like endure pain or experience pain. Okay. When you said long suffering, I'm not really 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's the correct answer. But. No, that's okay. Because I would, I would think that it would involve some type of pain. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that it does involve some type of pain. Mm-hmm. Patience. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if it's Pastor Robert or Lily, but one of them said patience. Yes. Patience. To be patient with somebody. Um, long-suffering with somebody. To um, endure with somebody. And the, the reason when we endure with someone, there's going to be some pain involved in that. Okay, because it's not easy. And it may not necessarily be like, you know, sometimes we think that that's a bad thing. Um, it's not necessarily bad pain. It's not like heartache per se, you know, like somebody breaks your heart kind of thing. It's more like, um, here, because that's, that's the best way um, that I can. Second Peter, I'm going to go there quick. Second Peter um, 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God would, he'll wait. He'll wait for you, you know, till you come around. And when you come around, he'll be right there. You know, um, and he'll still do what he promised to do. You see that attribute? And that's an action. That's the action of love. Okay? Kindness. So we can go to the next one. Kindness. Small acts of kindness. I know there was a ministry that um, just went around doing random acts of kindness. It's basically just doing nice things or thoughtful things for another okay Um, their actions Um, the next group is going to be the does nots the things that love just does not do so let's look at some of those well first let's let's do this does anybody want to take any of them Yes, does not behave rudely. And I think that's... Mm -hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. And thinks no evil. Yeah. And I think that's pretty self-explanatory, right? Yes. Yeah. We're just not rude. (laughs) Um, And thinks no evil. So let's say, Shaquana, you started. So what do you think that means, thinks no evil? Like negative thinking, mm-hmm. negative thoughts. Yeah. Have we ever seen or encountered anybody, or maybe ourselves, where somebody does something good for you and then you're, you're thinking bad things about the good thing that's done? Yes. Right. Okay. So, so that's, this is what it's saying. You think no evil. Now, 
That doesn't mean, however, that people don't have ulterior motives. But we should take it for what it is unless we know factually speaking that there is an ulterior motive. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we use wisdom with that person, you know, if we're not sure. Um, but that this is love. Okay, it does not behave rudely. Let's look at love does not envy. Envy is a big one. Um, envy is basically wanting what somebody else has, right? Um, and the, the check that we can do to, to see if we have envy is if somebody else gets a blessing or somebody else gets a promotion, how do we feel? Are we, are we happy for the person or do we get sad for the per- Like, do we feel sad? And then that's how you know if envy is present. And then envy can be a, a very hurtful thing. Okay, both jealousy. jealous, yes, and jealousy. Jealousy is the cousin of envy. Um, you know, en- envy is what killed Abel, Cain and Abel. That's why Cain killed Abel out of envy. Okay, envy also imprisoned. I don't know if um, we all know the Joseph. It was the same thing. His brothers attacked him, and they, ins- they he got ended up getting enslaved because they were envious. So envy is also not um, something that love is not. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Is not puffed up. Is not puffed up. Thank you, Shaquana. That was really good. Um, Is not puffed up. In other words, it's not self-focused. It doesn't get a big head. Right? Um, does not parade itself. Love does not have to show off or do things for others to see that they love some somebody or or that um, or God. It doesn't show off. It doesn't go about doing things. Go out of their way to do things to show off that they love um, someone. Any, anybody else want to take the next few ones? Jaquana said, did, uh, does not behave rudely. What do you guys think of does not seek its own? Okay, good. So let's go through that. Does not seek its own. Basically, it's saying it's not selfish. Right? Uh, We look for the good of others. Yes, thank you, Pastor Robert. We think about other people. We're not just thinking about ourselves. We're not self-seeking. You know, when when, uh, we meet people... When we encounter people, are we looking to only be friends with people that can give us something? Or are we looking because we want to give? It's, it doesn't seek its own. 
That's what that means. Does that make sense now? Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's go on with our list. Um, is not provoked. Now, this one I found really interesting. Is not provoked. Because I go, wow, but if somebody did me, you know, annoys me or something, I would be provoked, right? You feel provoked. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody does something and you're provoked to to do something. You're provoked to lose your temper. You know, you're provoked to do something bad. It's saying that love is not provoked. So... Let's just take God for for an example. When we do something bad, is God necessarily provoked to do you evil now? No. He's just, he's love. He's long-suffering. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. And that love is what causes the repentance. But anyway, let's not um, go that far. But being provoked is not love. People may try to provoke us, but we shouldn't allow people to provoke us. And how do we do that? I think those are the times in life when we just need to walk away from people. When we are feeling provoked, we just need to walk away. Because that's love. That's what love, that's how love looks like. Okay. Anybody else want to say anything before I go to the next one? Okay. We did thinks no evil. Um, Does not rejoice in iniquity. Does not rejoice in iniquity. In other words, it always looks for the best for others it looks for you to be your best to do your best it looks for the best in others um, does anybody uh, want to share anything else about the does nots there that we went through and then the actions okay so um, the next one is just one and the next one is rejoices in truth rejoices in truth that's not necessarily a does not but you know when i thought about it i said you know what i'll I'll say that that's where um love thrives because it rejoices in truth when we can um when we have truth then I think love just thrives more because we're living in the truth and we're um, able to communicate truth with love. Um, We're not, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? We're transparent. And so we're able to, um, love rejoices in the truth. It likes the truth. It's happy in the truth. Amen. Okay, so let's go into the last four here. And um, these have been called 
the um, virtues of love. These are virtues of love. I call them columns of love. Okay, so bears all things. Bears all things. That means it's strong. It covers all things. What do you think you got? What do you guys think about that? Bears all things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and the interesting word about that is that the bears there means that it's, it's, it covers, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a strong kind of love that covers all your, all our weaknesses and all our faults, you know, um, when we make a mistake uh, or when somebody makes a mistake, do we go around spreading it or do we cover the person and keep it just between the person and you? You know what I'm saying? Um, when, when we make a mistake, God doesn't, you know, God covers us. His love covers us. His blood covers us. He's not there to shame us. He's there to lift us up, to keep us going forward. And so love bears all things. It bears all things. Love believes all things. Believes all things. Now, when we think about believes all things, this is not the kind of belief all things as in... Um, I'm just going to believe lies, right? This is not that kind of belief. This kind of belief is that, um, and it's not a naive kind of thing either. Does that mean that we're naive or we start to believe lies? It doesn't. What it's trying to say is that it believes the truth. It believes the truth. Hopes all things. It hopes for the best. Love is optimistic for the future. You know, um, the Bible says that I know the plans that I have for you. That's love. Love always looks for the betterment. Or love always says there's a brighter tomorrow. That's what love does. Hopes all things. Love endures all things. What do we mean by endure? Endure meaning it doesn't give up. Love doesn't give up. You know, um, I, I met someone one time um, at work, and this was years ago, years, 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 and years ago. And they were just, you know, just having, they were just depressed, I guess, or sad or whatever. And um, they were so sad that they just, they told me, they were like, I just think that God's just given up on me. I'm just a, a total mess. I don't think that there's any, 
anything possible. And I said, I told them, I said, um, God never gives up. God never gives up unless you give up. If you give up on God, then it's going to be really hard. But God will never, never let go. And that's love. That's real love. Okay. All right, let's take a break from this because I think it's uh, some of it is a little bit, it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, but some of the things that I wanted us to take away from this list is, and as you can see, as we went through this list, is that this kind of love, agape love, is not an emotion. Agape love is not meaning that you're friendly. Okay. Agape love, this love that we're talking about, is a sacrificial giving that expects nothing in return. This kind of love has an eternal impact. It has no beginning and it has no end. Amen. This is um, the big takeaways from this list that I want you as you go through them. And we're not perfect. And this is not to like say, oh, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. Um, I need to get this. I need to get that. And it's like Minister Lily said, we are capable. We can do this because of the Holy Spirit. And God has given us the grace to do it. And the thing that we sometimes get backwards is we think that we have to do it in order for, for us to, um, I guess, match up to what God wants. But it's the other way around. This kind of love is an inner working love. If we allow, as Christians, as we call ourselves Christians, we have to allow God's love to work in us first. If we can accept this love for ourselves, it just becomes natural, becomes a natural output. So this is more about knowing how God loves you and accepting that fully so that we can love other people. And then we are the Christians that we say that we are. Amen. Does it make sense? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to stop a little bit um, because I want you guys to just, if you guys, do you guys have any questions? Because I kind of did a real quick, you know, go through the list kind of thing and not, I didn't really go in depth into each and every single one of them. Um, but I'll stop here and just ask if you guys have any questions at this point. Okay. So let's continue. We got um, a few minutes left here. So let's continue with the rest of this. So those are all the attributes of love. And as we can see, it's not an easy thing, right? This is not an emotional thing. This is not, I feel like it. This is not, I don't feel like it. You know, you know, I know sometimes in the world, there's this portrayal of what love looks like. Um, but 
those loves are not this kind of love. Those loves are different. They're not eternal. They're, they don't, they're not the same. Um, and I don't know, I can get into that, uh, but I want to see if you guys will have the question yourselves. So let's continue with the rest of it. Okay, so let's go to verse 8, 8 through 10. Love, well, let's go to verse 8. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Love never fails. Love will never fail any one of us. And if that love is working in us, then we can't. We will always do what God wants us to do. Amen. But it says, whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will pass away. These verses are talking about the eternalness of love. It's talking about how love endures. It talks about how love lasts forever. This kind of love, I always call this the real love because it's the love that just never fades away. Things on this earth, we always see things on this earth fade away. Friends can come and go. Relationships can come and go. But this love never, never fails. It never ceases. It never stops. So if we break down this verse, um, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Prophecies um, can only do so much. And I'm not saying that they're bad. None of these things are bad in and of itself. They're actually good things. Prophecies are good things. Having knowledge, they are good things. Speaking in tongues, these are all good things. But what this verse is trying to say is, these things can only do so much. They're limited. That's what it's trying to say. Um, prophecies, they can fail. You know, they can only do so much. They'll eventually fail us. If, if we, as Christians, just chase prophecy after prophecy after prophecy, we want to know. It's, we're we're going to not, not go anywhere. It's, it becomes fruitless at a certain point. They will begin to fail us. Okay. Um, but love never fails. We can speak in tongues. But tongues at a certain point, they're going to cease. And we think, you know, knowledge, knowledge is a, you know, knowledge is a good thing. Knowledge is power, right? We, we gain knowledge. Knowledge is a good thing. We should know, we should know a lot of things, but the, but the scripture says that it will vanish away. And why is that? Let's continue. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then, then that which is in part will be done away. So what does that mean? 
let's look at but when that which is perfect has come. What do, who do you think that they're talking about? When that which is perfect has come. Who's the most perfect one? Doesn't make a mistake. Absolutely sinless. Is Jesus. When he comes... What else would you really want? What else will we really want once Jesus comes? We'll, we'll know everything. We'll, we won't need prophecies, will we? Will we need to speak in tongues? I mean, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have everything. He'll be right there with us. Does it make sense? And he is love. He is love. So um, love is eternal. And the impact of love, the impact of um, having this love working in us and having this love, you know, work in us and through us has an eternal impact. And that's something that I want us to take away um, from this. This kind of love conquers conquers all things if we know that god loves us then we know who we are in christ we become immovable from god when we understand and know that um, and changed by god's love then we'll understand the things in this world we'll have wisdom so so many things just become um, open to us you know this world is just filled with so many things that it can be so hard sometimes to tell the difference between good and evil, good and bad. You know, um, this world calls sometimes things that are actually evil, they actually call it good. And things can become so, so confusing. But when we have love and when we walk in love, because that's the thing, when we have the love and we start walking in that love, that is what it means to be a Christian. That's why we're going through all these things. Because I really want us to, um, and I don't think this will do justice to it. In this session today, I think we have to just continue to think about this. And just allow God to um, do his work in us. Amen. And that's why these things are so much, much more important as the years and the seasons go by. Because this world is just can be can be quite chaotic and can be topsy-turvy and we have to understand what it means to be a Christian. Amen. Okay, so let's look at the last few verses here and we're doing pretty good with the time. Um, let's read of 11 to 13. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. 
What do you guys think is, are we talking about in these last few verses? What do you guys think? Could you please repeat the question? Oh, sure. The last from verses 11 through 13. What do we think is being said here when it comes to love? Verses 11 through 13. What does this have to do with love? What does this have to do with um, being a Christian? I think it means that when he said, when I was a when I was a child, I spoke as a child, understood as a child, I thought as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. He has wisdom now to understand what love really is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think it means. Yes, thank you. Yes, we have to grow up, right? We have to grow up. Now that we know love, we allow it to put away the childish things you grow up um we have to grow up and as christians as we go deeper and deeper in our walk with god and our love walk we put away childish things and we grow up when i was a child i spoke as a child I understood as a child i thought as a child but when but when i became a man I put away childish things. So let's go to the next part. For now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I, as I also am known. Um, if I were to change some of the wording here, I would say we need to grow up. Right now, we may not see it, or fully get it or understand it. But when Jesus comes and we're standing face to face, then everything's going to make sense. Everything is going to be clear. So we, what we have is faith, hope, and love. But love is the greatest. Amen. Once we come face to face with Jesus Christ, and we're, see, for now we see in a mirror dimly. You know, right now it may not be so clear. We don't really fully get it. But then face to face, meaning when we're with Jesus, when Jesus is face to face with us, um, then I shall know, just as also I am know, everything will be just open. Okay, and he's looking at all the three aspects of faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of them is love. 
And as Christians, we need to mature in the things of God and understand that um, all, you know, there's going to be a lot of good things, you know, that we should do and go after. And, you know, we should, we, we should, we should um, grow in our knowledge. We should prophesy. We should speak in tongues. We should know the gifts and we should definitely, most definitely, we should do all those things. But to always keep in mind all the things that we are is that is is love the greatest of them is love that's the greatest one and we should always keep that in mind love conquers all love is the greatest thing if we want to be heard if we want to have an impact in this world, in our lives, if we want to see impact, if we want to see things changed, that is going to be God's love. If we want to gain greater understanding, if we want greater wisdom, we're going to need love. If we want faith that moves mountains and actually does something, we need love. Anything that we do is going to require God's love. It's going to require what we listed here. And those are some of the attributes that we went through um, earlier. The, the does nots and the, um, the columns of love and rejoices in truth and the actions of love. Amen. So we have a few minutes left here. So um, does anybody want to contribute anything, add anything, um, anything that they're thinking about? You can feel free. I think the same goes for me. I, I also found that one um, like, wow, that's, that some of them are like, I th- and I think it is also personality wise, some things, um, and I wanted to see if anybody would touch on that. So 
personality-wise, some of us find certain things just easier than other things. But that doesn't mean that we are less. And it doesn't mean that you're not a Christian. So what makes us a Christian is the fact that we're aware of it and we're allowing God to work on it. Yes, and we're, we're not saying that people around us have to be perfect, but the fact that we can admit it and say, God, I, I need help with this. I know this is not you. This is not how, what you're teaching me. And I bring myself to you. Help me. I think that that is what being a Christian is all about. Amen. It's not about getting it all straight and all right, because we're not going to get it all right. But the fact that we allow God and that we're willing, that's why we spoke about motive um, last week. If we have that right motive, then we're on the right track. Amen. And it's, it's a deepening. It's, it's something that we do every day and we can walk deeper and deeper in it. Amen. Until finally, until the day that Jesus comes. And, you know, sometimes in this life, we'll see things and we'll experience things that just don't make sense to us. As we're doing this love walk, some things just don't make, um, you know, you're doing this love walk and you, we can just sit there and sometimes not understand situations. We don't understand people. We may not understand what's happening. We don't, we don't get it. But the Bible says that if we do this love walk, we're going to see eternal impact. And I think that's what we need to stick with as Christians so that the world will see that we are truly Christians and we are truly followers of Christ and we do differently. Amen. Okay, thank you. That was awesome. Anybody else? Just one more person. That would be nice. And then we can close and we'll pray. Yes. And I hope you guys got that too. There is a balance. 
Love is very balanced. This kind of love is very orderly. It has boundary. It it doesn't mean that, uh, like Pastor Steve said, it's just okay. It doesn't mean somebody abuses you and it's okay. No. Agape love is not like that. When you see things like that, you 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 move away. That God's love empowers you to do the right thing and move away from the abuse. And you can still forgive. That's God's love. You forgive and you can still love from far away. Amen. Thank you for that. Um, and I think oh, we'll close with that. I think that was very powerful. Let's close with that and let's pray this evening. Let's pray this evening that um, people will see us as Christians, real, true Christians, and that God's love is also continuing to work in us and through us. We may not get it perfect, but God is long-suffering. God conquer, His love will conquer all things and will continue to empower us knowing that he has a plan for us and he has a bright future for us. Amen. Lord, I just thank you and I give you praise for your word. I thank you, O Lord God, for everything that you're doing among us, Lord. Even now, this evening, Lord God, I pray that anybody who is either struggling in any area this this, um, evening, Lord God, when it comes to receiving your love, and healing um, from maybe the past or any pains or um, even fear. Even fear is the lack of understanding your love, Lord God. And I just pray that you give us a revelation of your love, Lord God, that you bless us, Lord, that you teach us, that you strengthen us, that your love this evening, as we have discussed it, Lord God, strengthens our inner being, knowing, Lord God, that your love can conquer all things. Right now, in the name of Jesus, if you see anything before you that seems impossible, right now is being removed by God's love this evening. That his love would overwhelm you and empower you to do what you need to do in this life. I thank you, Lord God, for everything that you're doing, Lord. I thank you for your people, Lord God. May we go and continue to let your love work in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That ends our um, Bible study for this evening. If you guys want to hang around and you still have, you know, things that you want to talk about or share, I'll stay right here. But I hope you guys have a blessed night. We love you guys. Good night.